You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for another random TV recap. That's right, we're still talking about one episode of TV shows in the middle so that you can be as confused as we could possibly make you. And if you listened to our episode last week on Doctor Who, um, you are in for a treat because we have another expert on to talk about this week's episode, much like I was the expert on Doctor Who last week. Uh, No, it is not Nick, the expert on RuPaul's Drag Race. We're bringing in a special guest here uh, for the first time ever in our two weeks doing these random recaps. The person who suggested the random episode to us gets to join us on the show. Uh, So we are joined today by Anthony Rossi, who of course used to be with us on our old show, the old Survivor show. And now he just gives us suggestions of very odd, unusual, confusing TV shows but you get to come on as a guest. Zachary Chong did not get to come on last week, so uh, I don't know why we're giving you preferential treatment, but do you want to just give us our, your credentials here as to why you're more qualified to join us for a recap than Zachary Chong? Uh, because uh, I know your wife, and she likes me. <laughs> That's right. It all comes down to Jamie, uh, her <laughs> approval. Zachary, if you want to get on the show, you need to get past my wife. Um <laughs> I just want to say this something very funny I will mention about this once we're at the end of the episode and kind of giving our reviews, but you picked RuPaul's Drag Race here for us, a show that you must have known that neither myself or Ben or Nick had ever seen before, or were you uh, suspecting that this was one of our regular shows on our PVR every week? I doubt it, because it it's very unpopular, not unpopular, but it's very unknown mm-hmm. in terms of show. So, like, I didn't expect it. I would have been shocked if it had been. I I mean, I know I had heard the name before. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I said last week I was familiar with who RuPaul was growing up. I know that he, she uh, had a talk show at one point. There was that song, the, the what was the song that, Ru- I think they even had it in this episode. What was the RuPaul song? Um... God, I don't even remember. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's our expert. Cover Girl? I'm Cover bl- Girl. I'm yes, that's right. Because they had it okay. in the episode. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I knew who RuPaul was. But, I mean, when I heard the name Drag Race, I think I was assuming this was about racing. I don't know why I would put together RuPaul and racing. But uh, my wife, Jamie, thought the exact same thing after finding out who RuPaul was recently. Still thought, well, I thought this was going to be racing because she watched it with me. Um, it is not. Rossi, do you want to give us a quick explanation as to what RuPaul's Drag Race is, what the concept is? So it's a competition show, Survivor-esque, um, but a little, definitely a lot different. Um, so the main premise is that these are gay men that are mostly gay men, not always, that are female impersonators. And the reason that it's so important is because it launched a whole uh, social movement, but also because... These are people that act, sing, dance, comedians, performers. They're like kind of all in one people, not just like a singer or something like that. So it's really kind of I think it's dynamic in that way in that it's all all these different elements have to collide into one. And I think that's what makes it really interesting as a show. Well, and it's also pretty funny to me. Well, I'm going to su- surprise some people here, maybe who haven't seen the episode. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't. Or maybe it's interesting to listen to uh, us talk about RuPaul's Drag Race on here if you've never seen it. Uh, but I think I kind of agree with you in a way that it is kind of funny. And that's where, even when I knew what the concept was, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen the TV show Face Off? 
I've not seen it, but I'm familiar with... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, along the lines of, like, the only shows like this I watch where it's, like, a competition show, but based on judgment, or MasterChef and Face Off. And Face Off is where you get these makeup experts, more like special effects makeup. And every single week they're given a challenge, like, okay, well, you're going to do monster makeups this week. Next week you're going to do angel makeups. And now you have to do some type of, like, ghost, like Ghostbusters-style thing. And it's just... It's just that, and then the judges will come up with, well, you're the best ones this week, you're the worst ones, and it's very similar to this. And I think I was expecting something like that where it would just be, okay, well, you're going to do you know, classic movie stars this week, and it's just boring judgments. But what makes this funny is that, like you said, it's more than just, okay, can you make yourself look like a woman? It's can you take on this persona? Can you become this character? I mean, this episode... The episode title, uh, I don't think we've given the episode yet, but you probably read it in the write-up. Uh, otherwise, again, why are you listening to this episode? Season 6, episode 5, uh, the episode title is Snatch Game. And that's what they're basically playing is like a parody of the match game. Mm-hmm. And they have to do celebrity impersonations. And I can tell you right now, had they not been doing celebrity impersonations, the show probably would have lost me completely. So credit to you for picking an episode that I think is easy to watch, even if you have no familiarity with this show or the concept or drag queens or anything else like that because it's just these guys doing impressions um did you have a specific reason why you picked this episode um one of the re- well i wanted to pick a good snatch game because it's such iconic part of the show they do it they've done it every season except the first one just because it was so new um and this in my opinion is one of the best where a lot of people did really well um and I could have picked the one where a lot of people did really badly, but I didn't want that to be your first taste of the show. So I tried to pick this, and also I'm a huge fan of Ben de la Creme, so this is also a great episode for her. I'm glad you came up with that name, that there is a drag queen that has Ben as the name Ben de la Creme. Uh, their names are kind of funny. We're going to do something fun on the end here where we're going to come up with our Ooh. drag queen names. Um, but yeah, now we know what Ben's name would be as a drag queen, if this is not already Ben. Uh, you have a tie to this episode. You found a way out of recording it, but you have a tie here. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. I'll kind of ask some questions about the end of the season here, but the episode basically starts with the recap of the previous episode and whoever was voted out. Uh, one of the things I found... Oh, I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah. Um, one of the things that makes this a lot different than other shows, I don't know if it was expressed in the judging panel or at all during the final ending of the show, but everything, all the judges collaborate, but at the very end of the day, RuPaul is the only one that makes the decision. Mm-hmm. So it's up to her whether or not so-and-so passes the week so the guests are just kind of there to give their two cents yeah okay i mean it can definitely sway an opinion like it's kind of like survivor in that way like people can sway your opinion Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's up to the person who's the best representative on the panel well if you catch the the thing that i found interesting about this is how competitive it is and it is similar to something like master chef or face off where it's more professionals doing this is what they do in their regular everyday life i don't know if there's people who make a big living if there's um, you know six figure salaries in there for good drag queens or whatever but uh their prize money there is like a hundred thousand dollar prize but then they win like this big makeup kit or whatever and i guess the idea is that you're getting professionals who do this this is you know what their skill is similar to face off where it's you know people who do movie effect makeups or master chef people who cook and because of that, uh, I don't know if because of that or, or 
it's, it's weird to me how competitive these people are is what I'm trying to get at. Because the first note I made was that within five minutes, and I have no idea who any of these people are, and they're basically setting up the last person who got you know voted off or uh, eliminated or whatever. And I can't even count how many times before the credits even rolled, these people were saying, oh yeah, I'm the one who's going to win. I'm going to beat all you guys. And yet we would never see that on any other show. Like, could you imagine people on Survivor or The Amazing Race every single week telling, hey, you guys are all losers. I'm winning this thing. Like, you would be voted out so quickly on that. But even on other shows like MasterChef or Face Off, you'll never have somebody flat out say, you guys suck compared to me. Like, I'm the best. I'm winning this thing. Nobody holds a candle to me. These people are so competitive. Is this normal or was it just a few people that they showcase in this one segment? Or is this like what you get every single week on this show? It's kind of appears consistently throughout it i wouldn't say all the time this is a very heated season and the fact that a lot of people are like more a little bit more aggressive this season there have been a, quite a few feuds throughout this season that will build post this episode and have happened already so i think this may be a little bit of the max of what you would see but it's definitely competitive and the fact that like they want to win so badly that they'll do whatever but at the end of the day it's all out of love and stuff mm. so everything they say at the end of the day is is harsh and is crude but it's also from a place of love in a sense and i tried to rewind this several times but i could never catch what rupaul says they win along with a hundred thousand dollars like it looks like it's some type of makeup thing but can you tell us exactly what that was um well they get the a life like a, not a lifetime supply but a huge supply of the makeup hundred thousand dollars obviously the most notable thing is the branding of being associated with the show, it kind of launches people in a way. <laughs> it gives people a lot of more opportunity and a lot, make, they make a lot more money because of it. Um, and I don't, I can't, I'm blanking on anything else. Well, the thing that, again, surprised me with this, and I'm not saying I'm going to go out of my way and watch RuPaul's Drag Race every single season, but uh, the area where I think a lot of people are going to be assuming that this is not their cup of tea is in assuming that, you know, these drag queens are just making themselves up. And it's funny because just reading a little bit up on the show, the show, I guess, has received some criticism, at least it says this on Wikipedia, that they often just give it to the ones who make themselves look the most glamorous as opposed to the ones who have the best stage presence or the best character. And I guess what a lot of people miss is that drag queens, the entire purpose is to be funny, to be kind of a stage character. And, you know, the only other thing other than RuPaul that I know is the the movie from the 90s I vaguely remember um the the drag queen when the patrick swayze was in two wong fu <laughs> and it was the same thing it was like it, these people would go out there on stage and they were performers so uh do you find that this show is more about the performance or is it more about about the looks it's definitely everything um the season is a big standout and the fact that i don't know how i should deal with spoiling i don't know i mean if we don't spoil because i was going to comment on the winner I was going to comment on the winner, okay, but I don't know if I should. I'll be honest. The other first comment I made on here is that I have no way to keep track of these people because not only do I not know their names, but they go by different names. They have their uh, character names. They appear in and out of drag. Every single week, they're looking different. Every challenge, they're looking completely different. Yeah. Like, how do you even keep track of these people? I don't know if there is a way to spoil this. You mainly keep track of their performance name. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't call someone Judge Judy. You're not going to be like, oh, look, Judge Judy. <laughs> That's the only way I would know them in this episode. <laughs> you know them. You'll see their title cards appear like a confessional and survivor has their name. Mm -hmm. You'll see their stage name. And that's what you kind of go by unilaterally. 
And so it'll be Adore Delano in this season or so-and-so, you know, those are the names that we go by. Uh, so the, they have, I'm guessing, two challenges every week, uh, if I have that right. They, yeah, they normally do mini challenge, maxi challenge, and then runway, okay. which is another element to it. So the celebrity impersonation we have, which is their parody of the match game, the snatch game here. Uh, what? That's the main challenge. That's the main one? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't think they didn't do a mini challenge in this episode, um, but they sometimes do like a mini challenge where it's like, um, in pairs, you're going to do pretend like in the I'm just going to jump back to season four just because that's the only mm-hmm. mini challenges popping in my head. But they had to team up and they were handcuffed where they had to pretend to do each other's makeup for mug shots. And that's like a 30 minute exercise and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then the winner would be, um, the winners would then be team captains for the main challenge or something like that. And so for this one, I know they mentioned it in this episode and you mentioned it, that this isn't the first time they've done the snatch game. Cause it's not no. just the humor of them doing these celebrity impersonations. It's the fact that they have to put on like, as if this were the match game and you have the other guest judges that are given like the, uh, the, the suggestions or the questions and you have to match with the people on the panel. So how many times have they done this in the, I don't know how many seasons has the show even had. Okay, so the show, just to recap, it has had nine seasons. It's, the ninth season is ending soon. Um, and then there have been two All-Stars. So there's been 11 seasons total. And they've done this on everyone except the first. Okay, so this is like every single season you're guaranteed to have this. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is like a staple. Okay. There are a few things that are like guaranteed. There's this, the Snatch Game Challenge, the Reading Challenge reading and then yeah <laughs> does it take a particular skill as a drag queen to do drag queens read differently well, than... <laughs> reading is in terms of kind of it's like a slang term for um kind of insulting someone oh okay but like as i said like it's an insult but it's out of a place of love kind of thing um it usually does come after this episode i think they do it the next episode in this season um and then there's a the puppet challenge like, pu- Which is just kind of another reading challenge. Like with physical puppets? Yeah, they make <laughs> they do like makeup puppets and they try to impersonate someone with the puppets. See, I'm not without giving away a full review on this episode, I'm just going to say, it's descriptions like that that would make me say, even if this were the worst show ever made, it is interesting enough to at least look up on YouTube because I can't even begin to picture how puppets would factor into a reality show like this. Um, with this challenge, the celebrity impersonations, I thought it was hilarious, uh, particularly with the ones that they all selected, that this is where I wasn't quite getting the concept of the show and how much humor there could be in this show right away, was uh, when they were going around saying, oh, I'm going to do this character, I'm going to do this character, and I can't remember who it was that says they were going to do Maggie Smith. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like it's going to be fun. Ben Crumb. That's, okay, so that was Ben. Okay, Ben, thank you for doing Maggie Smith. <laughs> um, but when the the... Ben, uh, when Ben said that, just say Dela, Dela, Dela. Uh, when Maggie Smith said they're going to do Maggie Smith, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like it'll be fun. And then of course RuPaul's like, um, how are you going to make that funny? And then it was only then I realized, like, okay, they're really playing up on like the performance aspect. Like, these are supposed to be like comedians out there. You're supposed to be entertaining people. Um, and who would have known that Maggie Smith would have been that funny? But it, it's, you know, like what was this thing that RuPaul said? Like, do you just do a funny accent or do you actually have material? And then the other one who wanted to be Selena. And by this point, of course, I've caught on. 
you're not going to just get away with looking like a person. <laughs> this may have been the funniest moment of the entire show, like over any of the performance stuff we saw on the Snatch Game, was when they said, can you give me a little Selena right now? And the guy just goes, hola. <laughs> That's the best you could do to impersonate Selena, to say hola. Yeah, I think you can see that from this episode that like two unfunny characters, you have Maggie Smith and you have Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. and you can see the polar opposites of how you can do it. Wasn't in this one, like, because whoever it was that wanted to be Selena, they they eventually became Kim Kardashian for this challenge. Yeah. Was that not suggested to them? Like, I feel like there was a moment in this episode where somebody said, why don't you do Kim Kardashian or something? Or did they say, oh, I don't just want to do something like that? That was, they have come in with, they come in with multiples just in case of there's like issues or oh, something. Yeah. So kind of like, um, like Survivor, you have their luxury items. You list three luxury items that you want and then they'll pick and choose or something like that, you know? So in the same way, they have multiple ideas. Like they can, they they all come in with these wardrobes that like I can do this character, this character. Um, but based on the comments that RuPaul can give them in the workroom, like, you can change it up. So you're not locked into it well before you start the mm. show or anything. Yeah, this is the segment of the show that felt very similar to the show Face Off, where I think the majority of Face Off is just them working on their makeups, working on the props, the hair, the chest pieces, you know, whatever they're building. And I mean, this is kind of interesting, but I feel like it's, it's much better when we actually get to see them play out these characters because you don't quite put you together when all you're seeing is somebody building a wig you don't quite get, okay, well, where is this going to go from there? So after this, they get to the Snatch Game itself, which is just the parody of the Match Game, and you get to see them in all their costumes and everything. And I can't even remember all the ones they had there. Um, uh, just a few. There was Judge Judy, and that whoever it was that was playing Judge Judy apparently didn't know that RuPaul is like a huge Judge Judy fan. Um, and I have to say, they did Judge Judy really well. Uh, the Maggie Smith one, which, of course, there was all the question of how do you make Maggie Smith funny, was probably the funniest one on this entire ep- episode. Uh, what was the line... They, one of the judges even mentioned it that Maggie Smith had a line that was just so hilarious and I it was probably the one part of the episode where I like broke out laughing like it was so funny do you remember that? Was it about the la- we originated the language? Yeah that's right <laughs> when somebody was criticizing the, the use of English and it was like we originated the language oh it's just so funny um, some of the other ones here I just want to say the, the one who ended up becoming Kim Kardashian I did not recognize it right away. I assumed they were doing Nicki Minaj. And then when they had another Nicki Minaj later on, I'm like, okay, there's two Nicki Minajes in here. Like, that was the worst Kim Kardashian I've ever seen. And then you see it in the comments from the judges. It's like, you pick someone with no personality. (laughs) Plus, she has on the sunglasses the entire time. Like, how are you supposed to notice it? I think they even criticized and said, well, you could have given yourself a big butt or something like that. Or, you know, uh, propped up your boobs a little bit. But, yeah, it was was pretty pathetic. And uh, I think that was one of the uh, ones that was up for elimination later on. Um, Fran Drescher, (laughs) Ben, I know you occasionally listen to these episodes or you listen to at least parts of all these episodes. Ben, you need to watch this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, even if you're not covering it for this show, just for this, because Ben and I did like probably a five minute segment on our uh, other show, Double Oz 7, uh, not affiliated with the Oz or affiliated with the Oz Network, not part of the Oz Network, but uh, I can't remember what episode it was we were doing. The world is not enough commentary. And we did probably five minutes of Fran Drescher impressions. And I'm going to say Ben's Fran Drescher is better than whoever does Fran Drescher on this one. Well, it's really interesting because the person who did Fran Drescher is actually Australian. Oh, I don't really? know if you've caught that, picked up on that. So Australians are incredible at sounding really nasally and annoying. <laughs> well, it must be a thing, but 
Um, yeah, well, I just thought that was interesting to throw out. Um, can you remember all the other ones? Because I'm blank. I remember the. So the I, other I can ones. do it in order. I have the little image okay, here. Okay, good. So from the top row, we have Judge Judy, played by uh, Bianca Del Rio. Then we have Adore Delano, uh, not Adore, uh, Anna Nicole Smith, played by Adore Delano. That one, let's stop for a second, because that was, I, I don't even remember Anna Nicole Smith that well. Um, I think most people know just how insane her personality was, and that she married some 95-year-old guy. So the impression, I mean, it's not like the impression I was sitting there going, oh, that's a dead-on impression. I couldn't tell you what Anna Nicole uh, sounded like or anything. But it was funny to watch, even if you have no idea who she is. And I guess uh, they're saying, like, that uh that was like their idol like and nicole they had done this impression probably for their entire life and that was kind of an expert one yeah a lot of people come in like work that a lot of people work on one of these just in general like because celebrity impersonators are big in, in general so i get some people come in with this and i'm guessing adore must have had this done several times in her past mm -hmm. you know and then um, from there then who I, else was there we had Julia Child, played by Milk. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh, and then we had Courtney Act, who was playing Fran Drescher. Um, Laganja Estranja, who was playing Rachel Zoe. I don't know who that is. <laughs> that, I don't either. It's some celebrity stylist or something. And I guess this is where there's criticism, you know, both of, okay, was it funny? Like, the Kim Kardashian wasn't funny. And then sometimes, did you nail this impression? Because they were saying the impression wasn't that good. But I actually thought that that impression, uh, I can't say the impression because I have no idea who Rachel Zoe is. But I thought that the, whoever did that performance was amusing. I, I laughed at his material. I just didn't know who the impression was. So I came away from not understanding why there was so much criticism for that. Yeah. It's, it's complicated because you have to do a good job. And you have to get laughs from... The judges there you kind of have to make the humor relevant in some way because if you just say if you if you're a hundred percent like this uh a hundred percent accurate representation of someone but you say like hello i am this person the weather is nice like you're not gonna that's not gonna get laughs like that's not gonna be funny mm -hmm. you're not performing you're just being you're just existing as someone else so you kind of have to really make it theatrical and so what were the ones in the bottom row? Okay, so the bottom row, we have, from the left, we have uh, DePaula Dean, who was played by Darian Lake. Mm -hmm. Then we had Kim Kardashian, played by Gia Gunn. We had Teresa Judice from The Real Housewives of New Jersey, played by Jocelyn Fox. That one, okay. There was the moment where, um, uh, the, the funniest part there was the moment where she was saying, like, how to pronounce her name. It's like, I used to pronounce it like this, then I pronounce it like this, and it's like, and then eventually it's like, and then I just found out it was pronounced like, and it's a completely different name, like Anderson or something like that. Like that part was hilarious too. Yeah, I, I think that was, I think that was a really good performance by Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Ben De La Creme playing Maggie Smith. <laughs> Can I also just comment on up... the Maggie Smith one? Some of the funniest things were the little things you don't even notice. Uh, like for one, whenever she would answer the questions on the match game, it was something that was just really elegant and very british but then just the handwriting was funny because like mm -hmm. uh ben went out of his way to do like this really elegant old school style like very sophisticated writing and even that's funny to watch it's all part of the character and the costume and mm -hmm. the theater and then lastly we had Nicki minaj played by trinity k bonet okay and i didn't really get the impression um 
<laughs> I just want to say though, if if somebody made if Nicki Minaj made this exact same show and she were the host, I would watch this every single week. Like that's the show I want to watch. Over I mean, RuPaul. Hey, just watched another season's Snatch Game. Oh, okay, so there's more of this. See, that's the what they all say. Coming away from this, I will YouTube other Snatch Game clips. Like, this is what you really need to watch in the episode. There's some bad stuff coming later on that I'll talk about. But this Snatch Game parody, it goes for a good chunk of the episode. It's not just... Yeah, it's a it's a big part of the, the, the show, and let alone the episode, too. Yeah, and, and usually when you get challenges like this, especially when there are multiple challenges, I would say there's, there's two main challenges in this episode. You would think that this is maybe, you know, 10 minutes of screen time. It's probably more like 15 minutes at least, and... Uh, they let it go on for a while and they let everybody kind of have their showcase so uh, you could tell which ones weren't as good like the Fran Drescher impression was a pretty good impression but maybe there wasn't as much material because I remember the person saying they were going to be Fran Drescher and then when it eventually came down to uh, the performance he got maybe like one line at the end I'm like oh yeah there's a Fran Drescher on there as well yeah there's definitely like a lot of the challenge the show is really good about giving enough opportunity for you to succeed Mm mm-hmm if you don't succeed, it's up to you. Like, it's your fault. You get enough time to shine in the spotlight. You may not have enough time to make all these things and make yourself look perfect or everything like that in terms of time constraints. But there's a lot of time to shine on these challenges. And as you saw, this is, like, a long part of the episode, but it even goes longer because I have to cut and edit. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of time to shine. So if you don't shine, it's up to you. Yeah. And it's all on you. The second challenge, this is where I wish they'd reverse these on the episode because my impression going into this, it would just be these guys dressing up like women and how can you look, can you come up with a costume and makeup and wardrobe and everything. And the second challenge was just to, I guess this is what you're talking about, like the, the runway. Do they have a name for this? What was it? What? What do you mean? The second challenge where they just dressed up as RuPaul. It was just like a runway walk. And they just do runway. They just, I don't know, they just, I just call it runway. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was, to me, that was a challenge that should have been the first one. And then you leave this really good Snatch Game one for the end. Because after this, they're just supposed to do their best RuPaul. And there's really no way to do that when none of them look like RuPaul. I mean, you're just copying looks RuPaul's had in the past. And you're just showing on screen, oh, this is when RuPaul dressed like this. There was the one guy who came out as the male RuPaul. Is RuPaul a stage name? I didn't even bother to look this up, but... RuPaul, what is the Ru- RuPaul's real male name? RuPaul. Okay, so RuPaul it's is... It's RuPaul Andre Charles' birth name. Andre, okay. But he goes by RuPaul even as a man too, right? Yeah, it's just RuPaul. Okay. So, yeah, the one who comes out as the male RuPaul, I actually thought that was kind of funny, and then there was this criticism. I think that they kind of played it up going into the commercial where they showed a clip of one of the guest judges saying, like, you know, that was such a terrible idea. And then when they come back, the guest judge is like, but it's kind of brilliant. I actually thought that was kind of brilliant because at least it was different. Otherwise, I'm just looking at these cheesy wigs on people and you're trying to show still photographs from the past of RuPaul to explain to the audience they even look like it. So this challenge was like, put this one up first and then save the good one for the end. There's a very concise formula in the fact that it goes smaller challenge, bigger challenge. The smaller challenge is not always there, but usually small challenge, big challenge, runway, critiques and then the lip sync that we saw at the very end Mm -hmm. and then that's kind of the formula that it follows and with this one where they were doing the runway part and it was just looking like rupaul were there any moments in here that was like a standout to you as a fan or uh am i completely off base by saying this was like the most boring part of the whole episode uh it can be sometimes it can be really interesting 
Um, this one is a little bit more simple of a runway just because sometimes they have to make these costumes. Usually in the final four, they'll make have to make three costumes from scratch about this set idea or something like that. There was in season five, they did a candy ball and they had to do three candy based looks. See, and that's, so I guess int- that's something that I think that it would have made this a little more interesting for me. And it's funny because when they were putting together the celebrity looks, I didn't really enjoy that as much, but I think it would have been more interesting than just dropping them in these costumes. You don't even know where they came from because again, it's very hard in the show to follow who is who when every time you've seen them they're completely different if you had even those segments where you could see you know ben and (laughs) all the other drag queens uh putting together the costumes and you can recognize oh yeah this person's gonna be that person it'll be easier to follow who's who at the end yeah i I guess it's hard to follow right from the middle yeah when you don't when you don't get the like because they do a little bit every season they do those old survivor things where it's like this is I, I, I'm Ben Delacreme and I'm 14 and I'm from Seattle or mm-hmm. something like that. You get that little intro about them. So you kind of already start figuring out who they are and what they're about. So I guess it is hard when they did a Justice Solely impersonation episode. There are those moments in this show where they give the personal stories that every reality show like this has to have, uh, except for Face Off, which is one of the reasons I can stand watching Face Off. Uh, and this is my biggest complaint about the episode. It's the boo-hoo, my parents are dead and I was a fat kid segment. And I'm going to sound so cruel for saying this, but please, I'm so done with reality shows being like, I had a hard childhood, I was a fat kid and I was teased, my parents are dead. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to feel for the person. Like When I'm watching America's Got Talent, these are the segments I'm fast-forwarding. Like I don't want to hear any more of these crybaby stories. Like Just get on with the show. Is that too cruel or uh, am I the only person who's kind of sick of these? Um, no, it became a real big complaint in the current season, um, just because it felt so forced. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the current season, it was like six, ep- seven episodes through was like, all right, we're at that segment. Where's the sad story? And it felt so forced. It was like, it, it was like only sad. It was only sad. And then it finally broke. But like, sometimes there's like fun moments. Um, I don't know if this was the, I'm trying to remember back. Yeah, no, this, you know, in this episode um, where Bianca was talking to Adore about the corset or something and like how it can be like, don't tell them being nice or things like that. So like there's things that are more positive. Mm-hmm. It's not always negative, but it does happen. Uh, the last challenge, I guess they pick the bottom two out of this and I've already forgotten who the bottom two were. I know one of them was the one that wanted to do Selena and ended up doing Kim Kardashian. Who was the second one? It was the one who did Rachel Zoe. Right, which I thought was kind of funny, but maybe it's just because I have no idea who Rachel Zoe was. Uh, what was the Rachel Zoe ones? What was her her his RuPaul's very confusing. To, is it a, is it uh, her or him in this episode? Uh, what was their uh, RuPaul costume? Was that the complaint they had? Was it the RuPaul performance? No, they had the complaint with the performance being um, just flat. As RuPaul? There wasn't a lot of dynamic... No. As uh, Rachel Zoe. Okay. Yeah, their main concern was... The challenge kind of has a lot more say, I feel, in the judgment than the runway. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, a fantastic runway look will save you. Like, it will, like if you're in danger because you didn't do well in Snatch Game... Mm-hmm. Like, in the current season, season nine, they had someone who did really poorly in the Snatch Game, but their runway look was probably the best... So they were safe. They didn't end up in the bottom. 
So in this situation, none of neither of their looks were so incredible that it was worth saving them. So they ended up in the bottom because they were probably the two worst in the snatch game from the judges' point of view. And then the final part where you have your bottom two, they do a lip sync challenge. And this is going to be a minor complaint, um, but I, I don't mind the lip sync thing. I think that they film it all wrong because they basically have them both lip syncing at the exact same time which again becomes even harder to follow because you can't really see who's doing what and it just looks kind of awkward. I think this would play much better if they had to do a battle between them like like on the Tonight Show, I think it is they have the lip sync battles where, you know, Jimmy Fallon goes up against uh somebody and I know there's there's uh I think somebody else has a TV show like that too and where you're seeing everybody's performance differently and it just seems weird that we're going to eliminate somebody here. So let's let you have a lip sync thing. I mean, I doubt there's ever been anybody. It's like, you know what? You were going to go home, but that lip sync just saved your life. <laughs> Does this really ever matter in the show? Or is this just a last effort to have them kind of do something silly on the show and get a few laughs? No, it definitely matters. Lip syncing um, matters when you're a drag queen? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a part of the culture and everything. Um, and it can, de- like, a really incredible one can definitely, like, guarantee it. Like, um, this was a rather, well, there was, mm, trying to think. It definitely does play a role. It's definitely the like lasting impression on the judges. Like uh, in the season before this, there was a lip sync where the two people in the bottom ended up both doing an incredible job. The RuPaul was like, you know what? That drive, that intensity that you both had saved you both. Mm-hmm. And no one's eliminated. So it does matter. And there have been times where RuPaul said, neither of you did a good job and eliminates both of them. So it does have an essay. It kind of gives an impression of how you're going to be. Like, you've done bad. Are you going to wallow in it? Or are you going to stand up and fight again? Kind of thing. And can you remind me again who left in this episode? Because, again, I have a lot of trouble keeping track of who's who on here. It was Gia Gunn who played uh, Kim Kardashian. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Who played Nicki Minaj playing Kim Kardashian, as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, I couldn't tell the difference. That's what makes it even more confusing. When you're celebrity impersonation, you can't even tell who you're supposed to be. Um, you said you were a fan of Ben De La Creme. Uh, without giving away this season, does Ben De La Creme come back in one of these All-Star seasons? Well, Ben De La Creme has been asked to go back for All-Stars 2, which was has passed since now. but um, And did not want choose not to return for... Felt, felt that the producers were too meddling. <laughs> so there's backstage uh, drama that we could see behind RuPaul's Drag Race one of these days. When is Ben De La Creme going to write the, the tell-all book on the meddling of RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't know. But ever, it's been, it, Ben De La Creme is a fan favorite and everyone definitely wants to see Return. Uh, we have to do something here. We have to come up with our drag queen name since we discovered Ben who claims he's on vacation right now, currently in Montreal. Uh, and we just happened to see a drag queen with sharing his name show up on television. I'm putting two and two together and saying that is who Ben de la creme is. Uh, but there's Ben's drag queen name. We need to come up with our own drag queen name. So I found something here. It's very simple. It's not one of these, what's your favorite animal or anything like that. Very simple to use. What's your drag queen name? So I was curious in watching this episode, like how they come up with their names. Uh, maybe they just use this website. Uh, this is using my first name, which is Colin, by the way. The name of my first pet, which this right away should I assumed the name of my first pet would work a stay into my drag queen name because my first pet's name was Easy. So that should have 
been self-explanatory. And then they make you pick your karaoke power ballad. Now, the only song on there that didn't make me want to vomit was I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. So I picked that one. So when I put in... What is this? Hold on. <laughs> my wife just wrote out what she believes my drag queen name is, which is Call Lean and Mean. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> um, okay, Rossi, you're going to be the deciding vote here whether I should be Call Lean and Mean or should I be what this uh, website, Zimbio.com generator, comes out, is, which is Chichi Stems. <laughs> Am I, I kind of like both. Mean or Chi-Chi Stems? I like both. Um, <laughs> oh, this is so tough. Colleen and Mean or Chi-Chi Stems? <laughs> I feel like Colleen and Mean is more re- relevant. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going with Colleen and Mean here. <laughs> um, we're going to put yours in here. Now, we're not going to use Anthony. We're going to use Rossi because that's your preferred name. Uh, Rossi, what was your first pet name? Um... I don't have a pet. Have you never had a pet? No. <laughs> You've never had a pet? I can give a pet name. How about that? Okay. Uh, if you were to have a pet, what would your pet's name be? I'll just... Well, I'll just give don't you the name Don't say Colleen and Mean. What would your pet's first name be? I'll give you my uncle's dog name, which I named. <laughs> so I'll just say Shadow. Shadow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, this is really stretching it here. What's your first pet? My uncle had a dog once. So. Don't put all that. <laughs> Uh, okay, you're going to have to pick your karaoke power ballad here. You have your choice between I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, Believe by Cher, I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross, It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls, Respect by Aretha Franklin, Vogue by Madonna, or I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Okay, and we know that Ben picked Vogue, which is how he came out as Ben de la Creme. Uh, let's <laughs> go with I Will Survive here. So Rossi, Shadow, and I Will Survive... You come out as Misty T. Misty right, I'm okay T. with that. And it says famous for your witty comebacks. So, okay, I'm good with that. All right, so Colleen and Mean and Misty T. I've <laughs> just delivered for you RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, was there anything in this episode that we need to talk about that I somehow missed? Um, I feel like we touched on everything. We had the 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 looks, the performances. The lip sync. I feel like we touched on everything. And we got all the celebrity impersonations out there, which I think is what this episode is really good for. So let's get to our reviews here. We'll let you go first. You're the RuPaul's Drag Race fan. You picked this episode. You're also our listener suggestion of the week. So I'm assuming I know where this is going, but this episode, is it a buy it, a rent it, or a bin it? And you have to say, this is my first review. I don't think I've done a review before. No, we had you on the Survivor episode to do a recap once, but we didn't get Did a review on that. Yeah. Oh. But we didn't so do we the were... reviews. I don't think we so had. So this is my first that. review. I'm yeah. excited. Um, review. Um. <laughs> we'll use that in the, the write-up for this episode, too. We are reviewing it. Um, I would have to definitely uh, buy it, because I love this episode, which is definitely why I picked it to watch, because mm-hmm. I think it's a good... Sol- I think it's a solid episode. I think... The runway could be a bit of a letdown. But I think when you have... I feel like it was just a solid episode overall. And I definitely buy it. Well, this is going to be a little bit confusing because um, if I'm being completely honest, I would probably give this a bin it just because I think there's problems with the episode. 
with the fact that all the good stuff's in the beginning and then the second half was really boring, it is hard to follow. But I think that's something separate, whether it's hard to follow or not. Was this episode entertaining? I remember when we finished this, my wife said, well, that was the dumbest 42 minutes of my life I've ever spent. And I said, you know, I'm kind of surprised to say this, but there's a lot of entertainment here. And even though I can't say I'm going to be walking away following this show all the time, you said they have a Snatch Game every single episode. For this episode specifically... Season, I, not episode. Yeah, yeah. if they had it every episode, I'd be watching every week. I would be covering RuPaul's Drag Race here every week with Rossi, uh, or with Misty T. But um, for this episode, which is what we're reviewing as a random episode, I think the Snatch Game alone makes this a rented for me. Everything else in this episode would have probably been a binet, but the Snatch Game saves this for me. Uh, there were a lot of really funny lines. The the Maggie Smith was hilarious. Uh, the um, uh, very, very awkward uh, moment with the Kim Kardashian. <laughs> that, that just is like a train wreck is like a funny moment to watch. So I'm going to give this a rent it. And I don't think I would ever cover the show, let alone give a mild recommendation for it. So that's a small win, I guess, here for Rossi. Yay. And uh, we don't really have anything else to cover on this episode. What does Jamie do? Jamie bins it. Jamie, are you binning this, renting it, buying it? She just said, thank God it's over. <laughs> I'm going to say, at the very least, I will be YouTubing the clips of the Snatch Game. And if our reviews do nothing to sell you, just go and YouTube the RuPaul's Drag Race Snatch Game because that's worth watching alone. Uh, outside of that, we've got more of these random episodes to come. We're not entirely sure what we're going to be doing next, but we are hoping it is going to be uh, the sheet suggested by somebody else in the room right now. The TV show Charmed, which, Rossi, are you a fan of Charmed? I don't know. You, you're going to be out of the country, so I don't know if you're even able to watch this or not. But are I don't you know. a Charmed fan? Never watched it. Never seen Charmed in your life? Nope. Uh, I've seen one episode. Uh, I think about a year or two ago, my wife uh, said, let's watch a couple of these shows that she likes so she showed me like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Charmed and everything and I think I got through one episode each before I ever bothered to uh, give up on it <laughs> but I, I will say it wasn't like the worst show in the world I know Nick and I talked about this uh, last week uh, off air but Nick hasn't seen Charmed either other than just having like you know very very minimal knowledge on it so we're going into this completely blind on Charmed and we have to pick a random episode here because Jamie, who suggested this episode, uh, we're giving her preference since she sat through RuPaul's Drag Race here. Uh, we're allowing uh, her to pick the show, but she never gave us a specific episode. So we, we don't know a specific episode. We're going to assume about 200 episodes of Charmed. Um, it had like, I don't know, like 50 seasons or something like that. <laughs> uh, random generated number is number 23. So... Uh, let's see, is that the first season? I believe that would have to be the second season. It's a season two opener. The, the season premiere of season two. So we're hoping this will find uh, uh, to be an easy episode to watch. The episode is season two, episode one, titled Witch Trial. So I have no knowledge of this show whatsoever. Nick has no knowledge, probably less than I do. I think I watched one episode and I can't tell you what's going on. But that is our random episode we're going to watch next week. And anybody else can get involved. We have one more that we're going to get through before the end of the month after this, which I can already tell you is going to be an episode of Impractical Jokers. If you've never seen that show, check it out. Yes. It is hilarious. You love that show too. Good. Yes. Just when I was waiting for you to get online to record this, I was watching an Impractical Jokers episode. And that suggestion comes to us courtesy of uh, another one of our listeners, Isaac Brower, who 
suggested the show, but not a specific episode. So we're going to do a random generator for that one for our last one too. But who knows? We can keep going throughout the entire summer with this as we don't really have a lot of TV shows airing right now to cover. Anybody who wants to throw a suggestion out there, I know we already had a new suggestion added last week after the Doctor Who episode went up. Uh, all you got to do is just pick any episode that you like of any TV show we've never covered before. Try to come up with you know something creative like Rossi did or do something that you know that you know that we're familiar with that we've seen a million times. We're probably not going to cover Survivor because we've covered that to death. Uh, we're probably not going to do stuff like Lost or 24 because it's way too confusing. But just give us a random episode. Maybe you'll get us into a show that uh, we never thought we'd watch or watching YouTube clips. As I said, I'll probably be doing for RuPaul's Drag Race at the very least. Rossi, you recommended two clips here. Do you want to throw it out for the listeners to look up to for RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, I'd look up most of this. There's a lot of Snatch Game clips on YouTube. Not many have them all. I know Season Seven's all on YouTube, which I linked to Colin. Um, there's a lot of fun things, like a lot of reading challenges are on there. The puppets are on there. Not full clips. Uh, you'll have to check the episodes for that. And then I also linked Colin to an Irish People, <laughs> or a YouTube video called Irish People Watch RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> which is pretty accurate to, I feel like, a first-time viewer, because these are first-time viewers. And it does cost highlights over seasons got fights it's got entrances it's got everything and i think it's a good first thing to watch if you haven't watched anything watch the irish people watch the show because i think it's a good show of everything and i guess the last recommendation we'd have to give is is rupaul's drag race season six episode five snatch game uh something that a person can follow having never seen the show before as my recommendation i could say yeah you can follow it because it's just dumb entertainment it's nothing that complicated you're not gonna I, I don't believe even if you start from episode one know who's who in every single challenge it's very confusing in that sense but it's at least at least worth watching and at least worth checking out on youtube the snatch game of nothing else so there's the recommendation rossi thank you for joining us or sorry misty t thank you for joining us and uh, any parting uh comments you have any impressions you want to give on the way out of here your celebrity impersonation uh no because i'm not i'm gonna end up being a kim kardashian of this episode so no okay <laughs> um but i would encourage everyone to check out rupaul's drag race all seasons all seasons or the youtube clips of irish people watching all seasons uh yes <laughs> and uh outside of that uh there was one line in this episode that uh, i didn't get a chance to mention i'll just kind of put a spin on that at the end uh, remember to have your pets and co-host spade or neuter good night Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.